Welcome back to the Hot to Best Daily Pick Show for Friday, March 18th. Back with some more college basketball action for today. The round of 64 continues on today. Got some more great games ahead of us. Before we get in that, quickly looking over to Odds Jam. We don't have the results for Thursday's game quite yet. Um, we are recording this Friday morning, so don't have those, um, but those are obviously all pending there. As far as Wednesday's picks went, though, we ended up going one and two in college basketball. We get the win with Notre Dame, St. Louis, and Bryant. Um, don't cover in those ones so um, if you haven't already checked out Oz Jam, go give it a look it's a great tool to track all of your bets this March Madness it's a free bet tracking software as well as they have plenty of other betting tools and stuff on the website as well so go take a look at all of that and let's jump right into Friday's card game we're taking a look at on friday montana state taking on texas tech montana state 27 and 7 on the season texas tech went 25 and 9 texas tech comes into this game ninth in kempom 15th in the hot tip at rankings montana state 124 in kempom 165 in the hot tip at rankings and this is a montana state team that did impress me in the big sky conference this season they end up going 16 and 4 um but they're a team that you know on the offensive side of the ball was very very good this season um they were able to keep college Colorado to four points earlier in the season. They do have a 15-point loss to San Diego State or are really probably their, their two best games um, at this point in time. Um, and Texas Tech is certainly going to be their hardest matchup they've faced all season. Texas Tech obviously comes into this game following their loss to Kansas in the Big 12 championship. They did a, a pretty decent job in Big 12 play as a whole, end up going 12 and 6 overall. And you know, Texas Tech is not a bad shooting team at all. They got a couple of scores. Bryson Williams leads them with 13.7 points per game. Terrence Shannon Jr is also dropping 10.4 points per game and overall a 52.4 effective field goal percentage pretty solid all around from or beyond the arc they've struggled a little bit only hitting 31.4 percent of their threes um, as well as only 69.9 percent from the free throw line and if montana state wants to stay in this game it's really on that offensive side of the ball that they're going to have to try and use to their advantage xavier bishop leads montana state in scoring with 13.9 points per game jabril below also dropping 13 points per game for this team and overall they have been the slightly better team shooting the basketball at 50 3.8 effective field goal percentage they've been really good from three and 36.8 percent as well as a great free throw shooting team 75 percent on the free throw line um, which is a little bit strange while they're you know in the kimpom efficiency they're only 149 offensively while texas tech is 61 uh, but montana state has, has certainly outperformed that number in my opinion with how well they have shot the ball granted you know against big sky competition you don't exactly know how that's gonna gonna translate to a game against texas tech especially when they're going up against the texas tech team who is the number one team in the country in defensive efficiency montana state 127 in just a defensive efficiency and um you know montana state yeah it's going to be hard for them to win this game certainly but overall they are not a bad team at all their shot defense has been fairly good this season held their opponents to a 48.3 effective field goal percentage as well as 32.3 percent from beyond the arc now granted again they're going against tech against texas tech one of the best defenses in the country one of the stronger shot defenses in the country as well um, so it's not going to be easy you know texas tech has held their opponents to a 45.5 effective field goal percentage 31.3 percent from beyond the arc and i truly think this texas tech team can make a deep run, you know, a lead eight, possibly even a final four. I, I think they have very, very good potential. But in this game, I think they're going to struggle to win big. I think Montana State offensively is good enough to keep this one close. Um, and I don't think they're just going to let Texas Tech roll all over them. Looking over to the odds for this game over here on Odds Jam. Um, scrolling down here. Um, looks like a lot of books, 14 and a half, a couple, 15. Do have a couple here at 15 and a half for Montana State. 
Um, so we'll go ahead and get that number um, fifth, plus 15 and a half for Montana State in this one. Now the next game I'm taking a look at on today's card, Miami taking on USC. Miami 23-10 and 10 on the season. USC is 26-7. and 7. USC comes into this game 42nd in Kim Palm, 26th in the hot tip at rankings. Miami 59th in Kim Palm, 70th in the hot tip at rankings. And you know, this is a Miami team coming off that loss to Duke in the conference title. Um, we're able to keep that game very close. They do end up covering. We were on Miami in that game. And it was the Miami team as a whole that played fairly well in ACC play this season. End up going 14-6 and 6 over overall looking over to usc pretty similar spot that they were at in the pac 12 um obviously they had their struggles against arizona and ucla down the stretch this season but overall a, a solid team in the pac 12 they ended up going 14 and 6 overall so you know conference to conference these two teams are, are very similar in that respect um and miami has shot the ball extremely extremely well cameron mcgusty leads this miami team with 17.6 points per game isaiah wong is also dropping 15.2 points per game and like i said miami has just done a really good job shooting the basketball a 54.2 effective field goal percentage, 35.3% from beyond the arc, and Miami is hitting 74.3% of their free throws. Now, it's not to say USC has been a bad shooting team um, by any means. They certainly have some shot scores in their own right. Isaiah Mobley leading USC with 14.3 points per game. Boogie Ellis is also dropping 12.8 points per game. And overall, USC, you know, has been pretty good shooting the basketball. 51.1 effective field goal percentage, um, a little bit better from three, actually hitting 35.4%. The free throw shooting concerns me a little bit with this USC team, and it's, it's a concern I've had all season with them, um, only hitting 66.6% from the free throw line. And, and Kim Palm's efficiency ratings, Miami does have the edge on the offensive side of the ball, 17th adjusted offensive efficiency, while USC is 47th on the offensive side of the ball. But USC defensively definitely is going to have a major advantage. 48th adjusted defensive efficiency for USC coming into this one, while Miami is 155. And while Miami is so good on the offensive side of the ball, their defense has, has certainly hurt them at times this season. Um, they've really struggled, you know, with the shot defense. It hasn't been great, allowing a 53.5 effective field goal percentage, as well as 35.2% from beyond the arc. And when we compare that over to USC, it's, it's drastic different this Miami defense I mean USC has done a really good job limiting their opponents shots only allowing a 44.7 effective field goal percentage as well as 33.7 percent from beyond the arc and I think it's going to come down to that USC defense in this game I don't think Miami is going to be able to shoot their way out of their defensive struggles like they had to rely on so many times this season. Um, and quite honestly, this USC team coming off of a couple of rough appearances against UCLA and Arizona, um, I think they're in a pretty decent spot to, to go and make a little bit of noise in this tournament. Um, I, I love where this team is at right now. I love them in this game. And like I said, I think defensively, Miami is really going to struggle in this one. Looking over to Odds Jam for the odds for this game. Um, scrolling down here, <clears throat> looks like USC minus one and a half, um, minus two, yeah, no minus one. So, um, we'll go ahead and lock USC minus one and a half here for this one. Next up for Friday, we got Chattanooga taking on Illinois. Chattanooga 27 and 7 on the year. Illinois is 22 and 9. Chattanooga comes into this game 70th in Kempom, 121 in the hot tip at rankings. Illinois 17th in Kempom, 
10th in the hot tip at rankings. You know, Chattanooga hit that big time overtime shot against Furman in the SoCon championship to even get to this point in the first place. I really did want Furman in this game, um, but Chattanooga is not a terrible replacement for him. Um, looking over to Illinois, you know, a, a loss to Indiana in the conference tournament. Not exactly what they wanted, especially after a season where they go 15 and 5. But um, Illinois is by no means a bad basketball team, but they're going to give this Chattanooga, who, you know, has had some good moments this season. Obviously, a couple great wins over Furman. They beat VCU earlier in the year. And even though they've, you know, had some some strange losses as well, this Chattanooga team has shot the ball extremely, extremely well. Malachi Smith leads Chattanooga with 20.1 points per game. He has been an absolute monster for this team. David Jean Baptiste also dropping 14.7 points per game. And this team as a whole for Chattanooga has just shot the ball very, very well. A 52.8 effective field goal percentage, 34.1% from me on the arc, and they're hitting 76.6% of their free throws. Looking over to Illinois, though, they've been just as good of a shooting team. Obviously, Kofi Coburn, um, the, the monster for them, a 21.1 points per game for him. Alfonso Plumber is also dropping 14.8 points per game. And like I said, overall, Illinois has, has been just as good shooting the basketball, a 53.1 effective field goal percentage, 36.7% from beyond the arc. Um, are a little bit worse from the free throw line, only hitting 70.8%. But um, overall, Kim Palm efficiency-wise, Illinois has been a solid team. 23rd adjusted offensive efficiency, while Chattanooga is 55 um, in a adjusted offensive efficiency Chattanooga also a little bit lower on defense 93 compared to Illinois who's 31 um, on that side of the ball and, and Illinois has certainly been a very very strong team on the defensive side of the ball their shot defense especially has been great they've held their opponents to a 46.3 effective field goal percentage as well as 32.3 percent from beyond the arc um, that's not to say the Chattanooga's defense has, has been much worse yeah overall they might not have you know near the the size that Illinois does uh, but they still done a really good job with what they have, you know, holding their opponents to a 49.6 effective field goal percentage and their, their perimeter defense has actually been a little bit better than Illinois coming into this game. They're only allowing 30.6% from beyond the arc. And, you know, this is a tough game for me to pick. Certainly Illinois grew on me a lot this year from where I was on them last year. I mean, obviously I had them, you know, an early exit last year. Um, and, and I liked them throughout the season, but they're going up against the Chattanooga and these SoCon opponents are never easy opponents in the tournament. They're always very, very solid teams. And I think Chattanooga is able to keep this game close. I don't know that they're going to come out victorious. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but um, I think they keep this one close. I think Illinois defense struggles to slow down their shooting. Um, and I think Chattanooga really just relies on that shot making to keep up in this game. Um, and while both teams can shoot the ball, I think it just ends up being a close battle here in this one. Looking over to Odds Jam for the odds for Illinois Chattanooga. Um, scrolling down here. Looks like Chattanooga, eight and a half. Don't have any good odds. So we'll go ahead and lock. Uh, whoops, almost went minus eight. Um, we do have the, the Odds Jam perfect line over here, but not an actual book. Best book we got, minus 110 for Chattanooga plus eight. Go ahead and lock that pick in. And we'll move on to the next game. Next up, we got one of my favorite matchups for Friday's card, Davidson taking on Michigan State. Davidson 27 and 6 on the season. Michigan State finished 22 and 12. Davidson 41 in Kempom, 65th in the hot tip at rankings. Michigan State 39th in Kempom, 29th in the hot tip at rankings. And you know, this is a Davidson team that ends up losing the A-10 tournament, loses to Richmond by, by two points in that game. But they had a very, very solid win over St. Louis the game before that. And I don't think that Richmond loss um, is really too much to to 
harp on going into this matchup against Michigan State. Granted, Michigan State also coming off of a tournament loss to Purdue um, in the Big Ten tournament. And, and while Michigan State hasn't been a terrible team this season, they certainly had their struggles in the Big Ten this year, only going 11-9 and nine overall. And they're going up against the Davidson team here who can shoot the ball as well as any team in the country. I mean, Foster Lawyer leads this Davidson squad with 16.3 points per game. Hung Jung Lee is also dropping 16 points per game. And overall, Davidson, like I said, one of the best shooting teams in the country, one of the best shooting teams in this tournament, a 55.8 effective field goal percentage, 14th best team in the country. They're in 38.5% from beyond the arc, sixth best team in the country in that category, as well as 75.7% of the free throws. Now, that's not to say Michigan State's a bad shooting team by any means, because their numbers are, are up there as well well but they're certainly going to have um, a tough time with this Davidson shooting Gabe Brown though for Michigan State leads them with 11.4 points per game Max Christie is also dropping 9.5 points per game um, and like I said overall Michigan State by no means a bad shooting team but they are a little bit below where Davidson was at this season only a 52 effective field goal percentage but they are still hitting 37.8% from beyond the arc and 74.7% of their free throws but it is very going to be it's going to be very hard for Michigan State to rival what Davidson has done on the offensive side of the ball Looking over at Ken Palm's efficiency ratings, Davidson 11th on the offensive side of things. Michigan State 37th adjusted offensive efficiency. Michigan State does get the, the edge on the defensive side of the ball, 56th adjusted defensive efficiency, while Davidson is 150th on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, it's not all bad for this Davidson defense by any means. And, and one area that Davidson has excelled this season is when it comes to rebounding the basketball. Off the offensive glass, they're actually not the greatest team, but I, I think some of that chalks up to just how well they've shot the ball. Davidson's only pulling 23.6% off the offensive glass, the 307th worst team in the country. As as on the other side, Michigan State pulling down 30.7% off the offensive glass, 91st in the country in that category. But defensively, rebounding-wise, Davidson has been very, very good. 77.8% off the defensive glass, the eighth best team in the country there. Um, while Michigan State has struggled a little bit more on the defensive side of things, 73rd in defensive rebounding, 119th in the country there. So yeah, Davidson has certainly had their fair share of struggles at, at certain points on the defensive side of the ball, but they're a decent rebounding team. Their shot defense has, has been fine this season, and it's Davidson is shooting as well as they shot all season um, is a team that can certainly, you know, continue to impress as the tournament goes down here. They've really impressed me this season. And I think Tom Izzo's squad is going to struggle to slow down that Davidson offense. Looking over to the odds for this game, point spread ends up being around a pick em, minus one, plus one, somewhere in there. So we're going to be rolling with the Davidson money line here. Um, looks like plus 100 is the best odds we can get for that one so go ahead and lock that one in davidson money line plus 100 the last game we got on the card, the final game for the round of 64, Colgate taking on Wisconsin. Colgate comes into this game 23-11 and 11 on the season. Wisconsin is 24-7. and 7. Colgate 119 in Kempom, 93rd in the hot tip at rankings. Wisconsin 33rd in Kempom, 29th in the hot tip at rankings. And, and part of the highlight for this Colgate team this season was obviously that win on the road at Syracuse earlier in the season. And while now it obviously doesn't look like a, a, a great win, Syracuse not a tournament team and, and Colgate is a tournament team. Um, it was at the time a very impressive win and, and still to this day, one of the best wins Colgate had all season. Um, they do end up finishing Patriot League play 16 and two. 
not a ton of weight you can, you can put into that, but nonetheless, a, a very solid team this season. Um, and Wisconsin, on the other hand, is a team that certainly surprised me this season. I was, you know, low on Wisconsin going into the season. I, I, I had loved Wisconsin the past few seasons. They had really just disappointed me, so I, I kind of got off that train. And all of a sudden, here they are, co-Big Ten champs, um, end up going 15-5 and five in Big Ten play. And, you know, a lot of that, majority of that, because of Johnny Davis, who was an absolute monster for Wisconsin this season, 19.7 points per game brad davidson also still doing his job 14.5 points per game for wisconsin and overall wisconsin is not a bad shooting team but they've certainly had you know a little bit of shooting struggles only a 48.2 effective field percentage 31.2 percent from beyond the arc and 74.2 percent from the free throw line and they're going up against a Colgate team who can certainly shoot the basketball. Nelly Cummings has been outstanding for this Colgate team. 14.5 points per game for him. Jack Ferguson also dropping 12.6 points per game. And overall, this team shooting-wise for Colgate has been super solid. A 55.9 effective field goal percentage, 40.1% from beyond the arc, doing a great job from three, um, as well as only 69.3% from the free throw line. But um, they've certainly made it up in other categories. Offensively, they're actually a little bit lower than Wisconsin, still 80 adjusted offensive efficiency according to Ken Palmer Wisconsin is 48th Wisconsin on the defensive side of the ball also has the edge 37th there um, while Colgate is 203rd but that's not to say that the Colgate defense is terrible by any means I mean their shot defense at least has has been decently solid this year holding their opponents to a 49 effective field goal percentage as well as 33.7 percent from beyond the arc wisconsin on the other side um has done pretty much the same job holding their opponents to 49.4 percent effective field goal percentage 32.3 percent from beyond the arc and when this constant when this wisconsin team you know is playing their best basketball it's hard for for anyone in the country um to slow them down but i think they're going to struggle a little bit to, to shoot the ball in this game, especially compared to a Colgate team who has shot the ball so well. I think they could really struggle to pull away in this game. Offensively, I love where this Colgate team is at. I think they're able to keep it close in this one. And looking over to the odds for Wisconsin Colgate here, um, scrolling down here, um, looks like Colgate eight and a half. Don't have any um, good odds there. So we'll go ahead and go with Colgate plus eight um, at minus 110 here against Wisconsin. And that is it for the round of 64. That's it for Friday's college basketball show. Um, if you want to see all the college basketball stuff happening this week, you know, check out all the videos here on YouTube, all sorts of stuff being posted, you know, bracket breakdowns, all sorts of betting previews. So take a look at all that. Also head over to hot to best.com. Take a look at the computer model picks up there, college basketball. Um, and if you want to look at the NBA and HL UFC this weekend, it's up there as well. Um, I'm personally not going to be betting much of that, but college basketball is, 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 is up there for, for everyone looking for that. Also, if you haven't already followed the Hot Tip Bets main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, follow it, all of those social platforms at Hot Tip Bets, as well as follow my personal account at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Twitter and Instagram so you don't miss out on any of the content and any of the stuff I'm talking about all week long. And last but definitely not least, if you are watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for Friday's college basketball card. And thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.